What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my pro- my brother, the prodigal one himself, JB. What's going on, bro? What's going on, CEO Hayes? What is going on, film family? We are here to review an interesting movie. Uh, you should have left, but we'll get into that later because we've got a few news items that I wanted to talk to you about first, bro. So um, as we've been monitoring and staying on top of this, uh, when theaters are reopening, Partly because we want some new movies to fucking talk about, like. Um, but outside of just that, like we are movie people. We love, uh, we love film. We love going to the theater, and so Regal and uh, AMC theaters have announced that when they do reopen, that mask will be a mandatory guideline. Um, and what do you what do you think about that? So here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I agree with that, and. People better start getting, if we have not said this in the past, people better start getting used to this. This is, I feel, going to be a norm for a while. And not just in movies, just in anything, okay. restaurants, and any yeah. public area. Um, I think masks are going to be a big thing. I mean, I live in Florida, and I'm not trying to get crazy political, but I live in Florida, and no one was kind of paying attention to that. And you see what's going on in the news now. We're like one of the highest, if not the highest right now, in, in cases coming out. So... Yeah, I have no problem with them, you know, with the whole mask situation. It's it's needed, and we need to reopen, bro. And if it takes Matt wearing masks for it to be so, then so be it. Yeah, and I think people like because it it came out like at the head at the beginning of all this. The the, the mask really don't protect you from getting COVID. It protects if somebody has it giving. from from giving. Um, but the thing is, is that some of us could be non symptomatic and be carriers and don't even know it. So when you look at a virus like this, it's been as aggressive as as it has been. Um, I, I love that they're making it mandatory. Like my, uh, for example, um, a couple of the restaurants here, the local restaurants, not like none of the chains, they've reopened their dining rooms, but, um, while you're in the waiting area, cause you know, you're spaced out when you're eating, you can't have a mask on when you're eating, but when you're in the waiting area, you have to have a mask on. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely needed, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, we, as we get closer and closer to, to movies, um, the theaters reopening, they push tenant back. Uh, they, they like, and it's funny because it came out too that 
Warner Brothers actually wanted to push Tenet back even further to make sure they can get as much box office as possible. But that didn't I tell you, you that might happen? That that's but that shows you how the power of Christopher Nolan. He's made w, uh, WB Warner Brothers so much money that he's like, no, he picked the date and they go off of it. like there's there's only so many directors who who can have that power. So I mean, it's it's Absolutely. good. It's good that by the time movie theaters reopen and they kind of get their processes in place, we will have a blockbuster not too long after that with Tenet still coming to theaters, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. But you know. We, we need to be as safe as we can be so without without throwing you know obviously we, we never do anything scripted so we go in all kind of different directions but just real quick not to get off topic i just am curious to hear your opinion is christopher nolan mount rushmore material or think, is it too soon i think he has to, bro when you you can't you almost can't say it's too soon when you look at the prestige right. inception so much. uh the batman movies uh, what else is did he do? Was Interstellar Christopher Nolan? I I'm ninety nine percent positive. Yeah, it was. even though I didn't care for Interstellar as much as I have some of his other movies, but Christopher Nolan is one of those directors that when he comes out with a film, it's an event. Like regardless if it like how good or the quality, and I mean more. He's had way more uh hits than misses for sure. Uh, sure, but he definitely I think deserves to go on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, right, as of right now, um, who is I mean, of course, you still have the Scorseses and everything like that, but Christopher Nolan has to be probably the biggest director right now. Yeah, I mean, when his the how I know if someone's a good director mm-hmm. is when you see a film and you're like, that's a Nolan movie. Exactly. That's how you know exactly. that you're good. And he has his stamp and like his ambiance and his atmosphere, uh, atmosphere and t- type of movies. Are, are amazing and you gave some great examples so yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I would agree he's definitely Mount Rushmore he he has 11, 11 movies that he's directed and it's crazy because you kind of think of it as like it seemed like it would be more than that so um, he had the following which wasn't a big hit but Memento, Insomnia Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight Inception, The Dark Knight Rises Interstellar, Dunkirk and Tenet when it releases like in all of those movies oh and he did Dunkirk too I forgot yeah, that all yeah. of those movies are like Memento, it, it it probably it didn't have the it wasn't the biggest box office success like his other movies, but, but it has a cult like following that you can't. Right. Deny. I was about to say yeah. it, it has a crazy cult like following. And if you're into psychological movies, this is your shit. This is like yeah. one like a top ten movie for psychological thrillers. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Christopher Nolan is is definitely Mount Rushmore material. And I I, I will just I can't wait to see what he continues to do. Like and it seems like you know, he did the Batman, the Batman thing, but all of his movies have such a different tone from uh, from yep. other like they have a Christopher Nolan tone, but different tone from anything else that's being made in Hollywood. You know, from the trailer, you know, a Christopher Nolan movie. So um, I still I still really hope, like we talked about last time, that Tenet is a sequel, a secret sequel to Inception, bro. That would make me go fucking batshit crazy, oh, bro. It would, it would. But <laughs> I don't think I don't think it what it is. But I, I would love for it yeah, to be. I, yeah, I would go on record to say I don't think that it is at all. But I just really right. really hope because uh, Christopher Nolan doesn't. Besides Batman movies, he doesn't do sequels. Yeah. Right outside of you're right, yeah, yeah, right outside of Batman, do he hasn't done. Yeah, he doesn't do sequels. Um, but let's move into the next bit of news that we have. This one, we are both scary movie fans, horror movie fans, and Scream has been one of is was one of those movies that completely redefined the genre at the time that it came out. Scream one and two are classics to me. Scream three is cool. Scream four was it was kind of just is what it is. But they're officially doing Scream five. Go ahead, go ahead, JB. So, uh, I, if by now you haven't seen these movies, too bad. Yeah. Scream 3, remind me, the killer in Scream 3, who was that again? That was Sydney's secret brother that her mother had and gave up okay. to for adoption. And Scream 4, was that like... That who was her was, niece. 
That was in Morocco. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I always get three and four um, confused, but yeah, I mean, they were not the same as one and two. One and two were. I, I would probably go on record saying one was probably the best one, yeah. which is usually the case in these type of things. But one and two were definitely good. Three and four. Eh. Um, I'm happy they're coming out with another one. I was a huge fan of this franchise. Uh, the only disappointing, like you were telling me before we recorded, uh, it's only gonna have David Arquette. So. I'm kind of going to miss uh, Neve Campbell. She's the star of this. And uh, Courtney Cox, I, you know, I was fans of them. But um, we'll get David Arquette. God knows what he'll look like. He's always, every movie, he has some kind of different ailment. Yeah. So we'll see what this, yeah. what he has now. I think I think um, he came out and he said that he's the only returning star as far as he knows. Now, before, when this was originally announced, because they're already in pre-production on this movie. Um, when it was originally announced, Neve Campbell was interviewed and she said she would she's had discussions on returning but i guess those fell through or whatever and i will say this bro honestly because of like the last two screen movies scream three and scream four dealt heavily with sydney's family i think that this can be a breath of fresh air into the franchise that they're not dealing with sydney anymore you know what i would love to friggin see but what? they would never in a million years do it and i don't understand i don't understand why people don't take a chance with movies sometimes mm -hmm. what if the killer at the end you find out is sydney bro you know what? Honestly, that would be great, and it would be a huge twist. And you know what? Is that because of everything she's been through, that story would feel earned to me, bro. Like yes. when, you, when you look through it, like your mother, your boyfriend, like just let's just go over everything that happened in the series. Your boyfriend, who you lost your virginity to, killed your mother, right? right. Killed your mother. Then in that sequel, you had another boyfriend who ended up not being the killer you thought he was. You didn't trust him. He died because you didn't trust him and you locked him out of something. And that first boyfriend's mom. And that first boyfriend's mom, exactly, is the one, is the one who killed, tried to kill you because your mom was sleeping with your, like, and then. Your mom was sleeping with her husband. Yeah, and then you, you found out your mom was an actress in Hollywood, had a brother, had a, another son before you that then came back to try to kill you. Like, and then your niece wanted to be famous like you. And so, like, it would make complete sense for her to finally snap and say, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm going to start killing people. Um, yeah. So, you know, bro, that would be. And you know what? Because she said that she's had discussions and now it's kind of quieted down. Just this whole movie. Like if we're going through this whole Screen 5 movie and we're trying to figure out who in the cast is the killer. We haven't seen Sydney at all. And then when it's finally revealed, it's Sydney, Bro, that shit would blow people's minds, man. Yeah, but I don't think they'll do. I like. I feel like Hollywood. They're too protective. As much as they, yes, yeah. bro. As much as, as much as they take chances with certain things, stuff like that, they're protected because in their head, they're thinking financially. Well, we can't do this because what if we want to do a Scream Six and bring her back yeah. and stuff like that? So, bro, you just you. This is why you need to start writing films, bro. Because you you that <laughs> that would be that would be a great twist, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that one at all, man. Uh, but let's move into the next one that we got. Well, overall, bro, like, so do you think um, Wes Craven, I think, is returning to produce? He's not directing. Are oh, you looking you got forward, me happy for a second, bro. Are you looking, are you looking forward to a, a new screen movie? I am. Um, I, I need to see the cast, and I need to see who's directing it. But mm -hmm. if Wes Craven's here, David Arquette's here, it should at least be semi-watchable. Does David Arquette die? Depends who the killer is. Oh, what if David Arquette is the opening kill? Oh, God. That would be so fucked up because and he's then like that would make that sense. Never dies. That would make sense. And then Sydney's the killer, so they, it opens up with David Arquette being. See, we just, we just cracked it. We just cracked the uh, script, bro. We got it. 
Hollywood, you need to hire the film bros. <laughs> that would be dope, though, man. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Is funny. there a release on that? A release date? No, there's no been no release date. Of course, we probably have had a release date by now, but with COVID, you know, they're they're doing pre production yeah, exactly. on it. There's there's no solid release date as of right now. Probably to, probably uh, late 2021 or early 2022, yeah, depending on probably. how. COVID yeah. goes probably something like that but what's one of the like we talked about that are you really looking forward to this Candyman movie as much as I am no let me tell you why okay and not, not okay I'm looking forward to the movie but not as much as you and the reason why is because growing up Candyman was never one of my guys so I never really got into the franchise I don't even think I've seen there's been three movies right yeah there's been I haven't even seen the third one so yeah, I haven't that. seen the third one either, but it's never been one of the like my top five or whatever. So I never really got into it. Um, it's equivalent to like if you told me a hey, uh, another Leprechaun is coming up, for example. Mm. I never got into the franchise. Yes, I saw a lot of the, a couple of the movies and it was interesting, and I'll watch it, but I never really got into the franchise. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, moving into our last topic for today, bro. Um, oh shit. Is that bad heartburn? I'm gonna have to edit That's that. That's that candy man coming for your ass. Jesus, man, that shit just fucking felt like I just tried to swallow a goddamn pool ball. Dick. God damn, no, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I fucking hate you, you fucking dick. It's ass. been a long time, bro. <laughs> a long time since you sucked a dick. Is that what you're saying? A long time since you had deep throat. Yeah, no, oh no, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't even remember. What the fuck was the last topic for this damn news segment? You were saying the last piece of news. Yo, what I'm saying? What is the last piece of news? You completely threw off my fucking frame of reference there, you dickhead. Oh, uh, Jesus. I don't even fucking remember what the hell it is. I'm going to have to edit this shit out. What was the last news item, bro? You don't have to edit it out. What the fuck? This is raw and uncut. Like your dick. <laughs> no, I was circumcised. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> Oh shit! Why didn't I write this shit down? I legit don't remember what the last topic was. Now, bro. Mm, we went oh, over so last topic that we have: um, Jamie Fox is officially going to play oh, Mike yes. Tyson in a biopic, bro. What do you think about this, man? I I, I love it. I love Jamie Fox. Um, I feel like Jamie Fox is underrated as fuck. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, you want to see if Jamie Fox is is a is a good actor? Go watch Ray. Go watch Just Mercy and get back to me. Um, he's super underrated. Yeah. Um, he's already bulking up for this movie. I, I, I'm really. Oh, here's my thing. Who's writing the movie and who's uh, directing the movie? Because that's gonna play into a big thing. Um, Mike Tyson, as we all know, has had a crazy fucking life. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they're gonna. Say, are they talking about from like day one? Uh, you know, when he was like 18 years old, or are they going to talk about a part when, after he retired? Or I know it's a biopic, but I'm curious to know what the timeline's going to be. But um, I'm definitely interested. Mike Tyson, one of my favorite boxers of all time. Jamie Foxx, I know you know he can get the job done. So definitely excited. How about you? Yeah, I think it's um it's it's very similar to like when Mike Tyson. I mean, Mike, Mike Tyson when Will Smith was cast to play Ali. Like I think mm-hmm. this is this is going to be an awards movie because we as we know Mike Tyson is someone who was like wasn't he literate for the most part of his boxing career i believe so yeah so like to to for someone to to come in and play a character and a man in real life who is so flawed and like so misunderstood too like people like he had this killer instinct in the ring but for all intents and purposes like the more that we learn about mike tyson after the fact um it's like he seems to be a really sensitive dude like a really introspective yeah. and sensitive dude and um so it, i really I, I would love to be able to see of course i was super young during mike tyson's height i think even when when he bit a Evander holyfield's ear i think i was maybe like nine if that 
Um, yeah, because I, w- I was pretty young, too. I was probably, yeah. like, in middle school, and I'm a couple years older than you. Yeah, so, and it, the only thing that I think um, that people have pointed out is that Jamie Foxx is already 52 years old, right? Now, he looks great. He doesn't, yeah. uh, he doesn't look that age at all. But if they're going to be telling Mike Tyson's, like, whole life, like, when Will Smith played Ali, Will Smith was fairly, st- he, what, was he in his 30s at that point? If even that, maybe his... His yeah, late yeah, 20s. he was fairly young. Um, so he was still fairly young. Like, Jamie Foxx is a 52-year-old man, but we've seen technology, like with the Irishman, they can easily de-age him, and they wouldn't have to do as much as they did with Robert De Niro because Jamie Foxx still looks almost the same that he did 20 years ago. So um, what do you think about that aspect? Do you think he's too old to tell the whole story of Mike Tyson's life? Well, w- the thing is, we don't know. First of all, we don't know if he's going to play Mike Tyson in the entire movie. There may be a younger Tyson, and he, he's the Mike Tyson from, like, the Holyfield era and on um, as like that mid thirties, uh, you know, going into late thirties and they may have somebody else pay the, the, the younger Tyson or we don't, this movie may, may pick up. We don't know where this movie is going to start off from. If it's going to start from the beginning or not. So it's going to be interesting to see, but um, it would have been really cool though. If, if uh, Michael B. Jordan never did Creed, cause I think he would have, he would have been excellent in this role. You know, Bro, you don't think that so? would have been a great role for Michael B. Jordan, man. And, and I can see why they wouldn't even, attempt to cast him in this because of Creed. Nah. Uh, you People don't want to talk cast. Shit. But um, you know, another person that would have actually did a really good job in it too is um is uh the the guy from Black Panther and us. I was just uh, wait, from us? Yeah, the dad from us. He was also in Black Panther. Not Chadwick Boseman. He played uh Mbaku in uh Winston Duke is his name. Winston he was Duke. also in Spencer uh Spencer Confidential, the black oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um I don't know if he's ready for that type of character. I mean, you're you're right. You're, but it could have been it could have been something where he where he showed his acting chops in there. So we don't. True, I'm just saying, true, like he, de- he definitely has the physicality. He's he's probably yes. even a lot taller than Mike Tyson was too. So you know, Jamie Foxx does fit that. When you think of somebody to play Mike Tyson and Jamie Foxx bulk, bulks up, he fits it perfectly, man. Yeah, and I think I think J- Jamie Foxx is going to give an award-winning performance. I mean, he won awards for when he did Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think definitely he's gonna he's gonna win some awards here, and it's gonna be interesting to watch. I I can't wait to see it. It's um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Definitely, definitely. Well, that is it for the news on this week's episode. We're going to take a brief break. You're gonna hear the trailer for You Should Have Left, and when we come back, we're going to review this movie that the trailer had me super super excited for. Let's see if that followed through into the review. We'll be right back after this. Come away. With me. If I don't get out of here for a while, I think I'm gonna go nuts. I love you so much. It's just the three of us. Just you and me and Ella. Daddy, because we're old, you'll die before mommy, right? Hey, not that old. It's so beautiful! Wow. I love this. Wait. What? Listen. Be quiet. Switches. Does this wall look right to you? What are you doing? 26 feet. 21. This room is five feet longer on the inside than it is on the outside. How does that work? It doesn't. 
anything happened yet. Hello. Hello. You chose this place, not me. You sent me the link. I absolutely did not. You sent it to me. Somebody wrote in my journal. Do you like it here? No. Do you? I hate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're here. We're now reviewing You Should Have Left, starring Kevin Bacon, Amanda Siegfried. It was uh, directed by David Cope, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, he is uh, he is also the director of Stir of Echoes and Secret Window. He's actually done a lot more stuff other than that. So he's reteaming with Kevin Bacon here. And, bro, what I would tell you is that from that trailer of this movie, and then I also did some research on the book. The book was actually about a screenwriter going there. Yeah. So it was very uh, similar script two secret window so i thought oh we're gonna get this mashup of stir of echoes and secret window and it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing um what did you think just about the trailer we don't get into the movie yet we don't want to we don't want to give the our thoughts on that away but what did you think based off the script the trailer immediately i was hyped up i think we talked about it and we were like yo we got it we gotta uh review this movie because the trailer was great um it looked uh i don't want to say necessarily 100 scary but it looked interesting i am not a huge fan of kevin bacon um, so I, you know, I was kind of iffy on that, but just the trailer, the looks, the cinematography, I was all in for this movie. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, this is another, um, Blumhouse, Blumhouse production. So, you know, that that means the budget is like four or 5 million. That's just, that's where, <laughs> and well, it's usually Blumhouse for their non, uh, their, their smaller movies. It's like three or 4 million is the budget for their tentpole movies is still like only seven million like they are so good with what they do for the budget uh, on blumhouse and this is why they're able to do a lot of movies and and stuff like this but what um, was the budget here do you know the budget here was less than four million that's all that i was so it, it's fluctuating what i you got to figure like probably half of that was payroll i mean yeah when you think about there was what two sets right it was the house for the most part of course outside of the house which isn't a set right. that's just outside and then like when he went to the store and in, in the town like there really wasn't many different locations here so it had to be most of that budget is probably for amanda siegfried and kevin bacon yeah plus yeah. the director you know the director oh, yeah, he's, the director he's he, those three I, is the bulk of the salary right there yeah, definitely definitely they probably got a million each out of this so that left a million for the uh for the movie itself to be made yeah. um so, bro, like the, the the setup of this movie is this family moves into this house. Uh, all we get from the data, I think he's from the, different from the book. He's actually not a screenwriter here. I believe he's just a former banker. Right. Isn't that what they said in the movie? I believe so. I know it's like in the original script or whatever. He's supposed to be a screenwriter, but I don't think he's a screenwriter yeah, I believe, at all. I, I, rem, I, I think I remember them saying he was a former banker. Um, He comes here. Uh, the, the wife tells the kid that he was he went to court for something that he didn't do. He was found to be not guilty. They're kind of moving to try to get away from everything because people have assumed that he was actually guilty and everything kind of unravels. This is a very slow movie. And I, that doesn't factor into my critique of the movie which, when we get to it, because, you know, Stir of Echoes was slow. Secret Window was fairly slow. Like slow can be it can set tone. It can be really good. But I think ultimately what my problem is with this movie, bro, isn't the performances because I think Kevin Bacon does a great job. Amanda Seyfried doesn't do much at all. And the little girl, we talked about kid actors before. They're either terrible or they're good. And she was pretty good in this for me. 
I agree. She was pretty she was, good. Was and pretty Kevin good. Bacon was, was also good. Yeah. Um, Amanda Seyfried, I think she did okay. She didn't have much to do. Yeah. So what little she did, her facial expressions and whatever, I thought was okay. Yeah. Um, my main my main issue. Are we going into issues now? Yeah. And full spoiler warnings. So we don't we we don't script this out. We literally just talk about the movie. If you're new to the uh the film frequency podcast, so spoilers can come at any point from now on. So you have been warned. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> exactly. Um, my major issue is. Well, okay, let me reverse. The movie, like you said, is slow burning. I don't think the movie, full, for me at least, picked up until there was about 40 minutes left in the movie. You, um, I think it was like 20 minutes left in the movie when or, it picked up for me. The point where he um, where he went downstairs and he you know, he saw his daughter passed out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, from that point on, the movie got interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and I felt like they, like, you know when you like... Uh, when you were a kid or whenever, like, and you put sugar in, like, something, and you don't stir it up, and then at the end, all that sugar settles there, and that's, like, the best the best sip. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happened with this movie. Like, all this stuff was towards the end. Rather than mi- kind of mixing up in between and giving us little nuggets in between, the first, like, two-thirds was garbage, and the last one-third was, was, was pretty good. If I'm talking about just the last third of the movie, I'd say it's a, it's a pretty okay movie. But the first two-thirds were horrible, just horrible to me. And I think for me, I don't know if this is, and I try to always keep this in mind because I watch so many horror movies. I watch so many movies in general. Like most of my time, I'm I'm sitting there watching something on some. This is not platform. even a horror movie to me. By it's the not, way, it's not. It's yeah. I, I think the psychological thriller is the best. Is the better yeah. way to describe it. And even then, I don't really feel like it's too psychological. Um, but I think something that could have fixed this e- earlier is if that old man, the old version of Kevin Bacon, showed up earlier in the movie. Because by the time he showed up, I'm like, that's that's Kevin Bacon. Like, is like, are they trying to act like it's not? But also, uh, there are a lot of giveaways in this movie. Once he started having those writings in his journal or whatever, my mind thought, I thought that the daughter is going to die at the end of the movie. And this is the daughter trying to warn him to save him. So it, 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 it got a little bit off. I wasn't 100% right on my correction, but I definitely thought it was going to be one of them in some type of supernatural way actually writing in that journal. What did you think when you saw that? So what I was thinking too, and I'm usually good at like kind of solving these things. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to something like Shutter Island, where he ki- he ends up killing Amanda Seyfried, and that's him. I, I f- picked up the fact that that's probably him writing in the book, which mm-hmm. it ended up being him writing the book. Like he's warning himself, but I I assumed that he would kill Amanda Seyfried at the at the end of the movie, which obviously he didn't. But something close to that, he you know his with his ex wife and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's where that's where I, I thought about that. Yeah, I th- you know, I thought it was going to be one of them. Uh, I think that was that was pretty obvious early on. And then especially when you start getting those threads of like him going through her tablet and then looking through the phone. And then once the daughter was like, well, mommy has two phones. It's like, OK, something's going to happen between those two. I'm glad that it didn't go because that would have just made it so predictable if, if it would have went that way, because that's exactly what right. I was thinking. Like, um, so like once he kind of sends her away and he's like. You need a day to yourself. It was like, okay, so where are they going to go with this? And that's when my brain was like, oh, it's going to be the daughter. Then the daughter's going to die, and she was trying to warn him. Um, so it, 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 it. I don't want to make it seem like this movie was terrible. The thing that I just, I think that you know, it's a solid streaming on Netflix watch. But to watch, to pay anything for this extra to me, it's like no. If this would have been a direct release to to Netflix, it would have been like, okay, this is cool. But the fact that it's direct to streaming, twenty dollars. It's definitely not worth that, bro. No, absolutely not. Um, what, did, was he taking any sort of medication in this film? I don't remember him taking any type of medication. Because 
the way I would have the way I would have probably went about it. I'm not saying it would have been the right way, but at least one of the theories that was going on in my head is that the wife was behind it and the wife was trying to make him go crazy mm-hmm. to like that's just nice like theory. let me let me take his money, let me take the kid cuz I don't think that's her daughter, right? I I don't know. I think it is. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Cuz I I wasn't sure. They didn't really say if it's her daughter or the first wife's daughter. Maybe it is her daughter, but let me get his money. Let me get the house. He's gone. I have my daughter. I have all the money. Um, but maybe that might, that might have been too predictable too, because it's a regular, oh, you know, the, the wife type of thing. But yeah. I don't know. Wasn't a big fan of this movie. Yeah, I I don't know if it was because the trailer really had me hyped. Like, and that's one thing yeah. I try. I really try to get my expectations out the way for movies because, especially when it's just the trailer, because you can cut a tra- a great trailer out of almost any movie. If you get the True. right person to cut the trailer, you can make almost any movie look great based off the trailer. But I think once I found out that it was the same guy with Secret Window and Stir of Echoes, both movies that I love, him reteaming with Kevin Bacon, I had my, my hopes got even more. And then it being Blumhouse. Blumhouse does have misses. We talked about Fantasy Island. But then they immediately followed Fantasy Island up with The Invisible Man, which was one of the better Blumhouse movies. So yeah. um, I really had high hopes for this. Now, the um, the thing that kind of bothered me some is that you know we get this whole revelation at the end that he he didn't kill his wife necessarily he just watched her die right he didn't save her he didn't save her um and he talked about how he he thought about all the years of pain and arguments and whatever and he kind of just watched her as she drifted off and drowned while that is that is terrible i don't want to make it make it seem any less like it is terrible that's a terrible thing to do to just watch somebody die instead of just saying i want a fucking divorce i think it would have made it better if he like if he would have drugged her and she would have died that way, like make him an actual creep, somebody that we want to see die. Or maybe it would have in their mind, it would have ruined us enjoying him as a character. If he was just that. No, that I love that creep. idea. Like, I just, why not just make him had, had killed her? Like, and knowing what we know at the end, I think if he, they would have went that route, it would have been even better because like when he says, Oh, I let her drown. Amanda Seyfried looks at him like, "Oh my God!" But okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah, he he let her die. That's not good. But the the reaction I think would have been better off. Like, had he said, "I killed her." Well, remember for, the first thing he did say in there is, "I killed her." He did say, "I killed her." Right. And then she kind of reacted, and then, and then he said, "Yeah, I, I watched her," and like, and then she's still sitting there like in this thing, and it's like. Like I said, I don't want to make that seem like it's not bad because I think my reaction to make it also oh, you're cool with letting people die and it's not that at all. <laughs> but it's like, like I want to be actually shocked. Like, and then even right. the, even the end, I feel like maybe because it's it's when it finally started getting ramping up. But even the end, it was so abrupt. Like he sent he sends them away. Keep in mind, it was daytime when he gave the daughter to the mom and was like, "You need to leave," and, and explained it. Then all of a sudden, he's in the house watching them walk off, and it's pitch black outside. What the fuck was yeah, that? It, and then he just yeah, fades it, away. Yeah, it, it, it didn't make any sense. And like my top three favorite genres, uh, obviously horror, war movies, and psychological thrillers. And I love psychological thrillers. What is the number one most important thing in a psychological thriller? That you mind fuck us, right? The Correct. Twist. The twist. Yeah. To me, if there was a twist, I'm sh- I don't know if there was a twist, but if there is a twist. It wasn't mind fucked to me, yeah. or it was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Where like people are gonna be talking about this for the next like two weeks? No, I don't think anyone even. First of all, I don't even think people understand what the twist does. If there even was a twist, because I know I don't. Yeah. And and it, it, the ones that do understand it, they probably won't give a shit because it wasn't like high impact, like like a Shutter Island or a, or a, even Memento or a million other great Six Sense, whatever. All these great mm-hmm. psychological thrillers, this didn't have that impact like they did. 
Yeah. And, and it went for, um, I, I don't know if you remember it or not. There was that series, um, A Haunting on Hill House, right? Yes. Um, on Netflix that we never reviewed because that's when we right. were doing they, our downtime. They're coming out with another one, too. Yeah, yeah and it's it's going to a whole Blind new, Manor? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see that. Um, but they went for an ending kind of like that. You remember how at the end the father's getting the kids out and then it turns out he's actually already, the house is already taking him or whatever at the very end of that? Like I feel like that I was. I never saw the whole thing. Oh, you know. Oh shit, my bad, bro. No, no, you good. Um, but I feel like uh, that's that's the way that they were trying to do this, but it wasn't earned. Like because there was nothing. Like when you really look at this movie, nobody died, right? Right. No, nothing happened. It's it's a it's a big. Act. It, I feel like most of this movie should have been the first act of a movie, and then the what was the last act of this movie could have been stretched out to acts two and three, and it would have made the ending better and feel better earned. But let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's take out the kid for a second. Let's say Amanda Seyfried or Kevin Bacon died. How would you have felt? Like it, at, throughout the movie? Like in the regular... Let's say at Kevin the Bacon end of the movie, they end up dying at some point. For whatever reason, they ended up dying. Huh. I mean, depending on how... Like in this story, it wouldn't. It still wouldn't have done anything to, to better. I think if they would have had I, to make what, other, other, other changes also. Right, that's my point. If one of these characters died, I wouldn't have given a fuck. And that's not a that's not a good thing because your main characters are supposed to you're supposed to feel something for them. That's a fact. You know, whether either if you hate them or you love them and in these cases these weren't bad people, so you're supposed to be drawn to them and get, you know, garner sympathy, but if any one of these two would have died, I wouldn't have cared. I would have cared if the little girl died because I actually liked her and I thought she was cute and her acting is good and etc. So yes, her, yes. But the the you know Bacon and Seafried, I wouldn't I wouldn't have cared. They didn't for me. They didn't connect with me. I'm not saying their performances are bad. I think this is one of the cases where the writing wasn't as strong as it should have been. Mm. Now don't get me wrong. The look of the movie I thought was really nice. Yeah. That house was was beautiful. Yeah. Um, the look was nice, but the dialogue wasn't that great. The plot wasn't that great. The story wasn't that great. Um, you know. The acting is what made me watch this movie from start to end. And I'm telling you right now, if we did not have to review this film, mm-hmm. I would have probably cut it off in the first 30 minutes. See, I guess for me, like I would honestly say like it, it took in this movie, I think it's only like what, an hour and 50 minutes or something like that. I think it's an hour and 33 minutes. Don't get me wrong. Minutes. I would I would have came back and watched it. Watched it like you just pieces. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I got but you. not not once it through. No way. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it was. I just I, I I just kept feeling like it was gonna get better. Like throughout the whole movie, I'm like, no, it's gonna get better. It's gonna Which happen. It it's gonna happen. And then At once the it once it did, it was such a short, short like literally like the last 20 minutes of this movie, I won't say were phenomenal, but they were really really good. It's just I Agreed. wish that that would have been carried out throughout better. Like and this is one of those films to your point that. The directing, you can't point any anything bad at. The cinematography, you can't point anything bad at. The acting, for the most part, was really good. Amanda Seyfried was probably the weakest link in the acting standpoint. It's just the writing. Like it, right. the, the writing is the only thing that held this movie back. And it sucks that because you had an actor in Kevin Bacon who showed... Kevin Bacon showed up to give the best performance he possibly could in this movie. And he was just... He he, he, you can only do so much with bad writing. Yeah, and I am so far from a Kevin Bacon fan, but I'm not gonna blame him at all. I think I think he did as much as he could with that plot mm-hmm. and that dialogue. He did as much as he could. Um, I think it's just that they could they could went in so many different directions, but at the same time, this is also an issue when you're when your your film is inspired by a book because you can't stray too far off the book. So do you do you you know it goes back to the writing again. 
So, you know, but also someone approved this shit to to go off the writing. But, you know, I mean, who do you who who, who do you blame? Who do, you, do you blame the writer? Do you blame Blumhouse for picking up the project? I mean, who, who do you who do you blame? I mean, I, I, you, you have to blame the writer. And I don't know if this was like one of those things, because it doesn't seem like it was ever set for um, a theatrical release. So this was probably always expected to go in streaming. So I honestly think they looked at it. They looked at the book. They looked at the cast that they had. And, and knowing Jason Blum of who he is, he was like, you know what? If this movie is, turns out better than what I think it's going to be, we can easily switch it to a theatrical release. But if it doesn't, it's going to be cool streaming. They're going to make money off of it. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Blumhouse, like the way that they do, I, I just, you know, they make they make money hand over fist at Blumhouse. It's so crazy. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, they, the movie has had horrible reviews. I mean, I, I um. I think the last time I checked on IMDb was like 5.7. I'm not sure where Rotten Tomatoes is at. Damn. Yeah, but it's 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 horrible, like horrible. Damn. So, I mean, we still got uh, – so the Blumhouse is releases, released for the rest of the year. They have the visual coming out, uh, which I don't know what that's about. I haven't seen any Me trailers or any buzz on it. But the big one, Halloween Kills, uh, coming out October 16th, to, uh, 2020 of this year. Um, unless now, it is gets that still coming out? October 2020 as of right now they have not pushed this back at all um and you know and, and maybe that may play into the fact of you know Halloween ends the sequel to this they they filmed them back to back is already scheduled for 2021 so if they push this back any then you're gonna have two Halloween movies in the same calendar year so I really think or they push that back uh, yeah so the, on, the only thing that's gonna happen is either Halloween kills is going to take Halloween ends date at the end of Oct uh, October 2021 and then we're not gonna right. get Halloween ends until 2022 um right. that's the only option here so either they're gonna keep this October date or it's gonna be pushed off to October 2021 or release both of them shits on Halloween as a double feature bro that people don't do double too much anymore like the the and the thing is is that halloween is such like it has to release around halloween time like you almost have to release a halloween movie in october otherwise i could see right. them easily releasing them like six months between each other but i think it'd be kind of weird yeah could you imagine going to see a halloween movie in march in like july yeah like it's not gonna happen man um yeah. so you know i mean blumhouse is gonna make money um and i really think halloween is their last tentpole movie of this year so you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Overall, I will say, though, um, this movie, for me, I will say once it hits Netflix, watch it. But don't pay for this movie. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, it's not – I would recommend – We're not. I know we're not going into ratings right now, but I would recommend watching it um, just because why not? <laughs> what, what, what else do you have to do? There's nothing else but to – I was about to curse that guy. Oh, well, anyway, he can't hear me. But um, – <laughs> Um, there's nothing else better to do, so watch it, but don't pay twenty dollars for it. No, definitely, it's not twenty dollars worthy. Um, I think I'm trying to think how I want to explain this. Like, it, it's it's a cool movie to watch. It's I don't want to make it seem like it's horrible or like you'll complete. And some I can see why some people like the rating. What is it at Rotten Tomatoes right now? Is at like forty some percent, right? I believe I had checked it yesterday and it was at forty four percent. Don't quote me on that. But I believe it was forty four percent and five point something on IMDb. And I can and I, I, that seems perfectly fine to me because I I can see some people watching this and being like, you know what, this is honestly pretty good. Um, but it's just it's too much here for me. Uh, let's get into the official ratings, bro. What do you got for this movie? So I kind of went back and forth. Um, if we were talking about the last 20, 20 30 minutes of the movie, mm -hmm. I'd probably rate it like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. But because we're not doing that, we're rating the whole movie. It would drop significantly. Um. I'm going to be generous here and I'm going to give it a five out of 10 and that's being generous. That that's fair. And for me, 
like you said, those those last 20, 30 minutes or so are really, really good. Um, and that's what saves this to even get it get it anything above like a three. Um, but I'd probably have to say a five is is the is the right pick here. Um, I just I, you know what I honestly wouldn't mind seeing this uh, better script being done on this movie and it getting like a TV like a like a five episode miniseries TV release. I can actually I can actually see that. Yes, I can see that and like t- tell it in parts. Yeah, you know when they first moved here, the little and like build it up. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's just. Yeah, they just they they I feel like they knew where they wanted it to go, and then everything uh, the journey on how to get there it just yeah it, it's just kind of disappointing, man. But uh, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. We gave our ratings, man. What's what's coming up next, man? What do we got coming up next? I don't even think we've talked about it. Uh, we have not talked about it, but that's kind of how we are. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what's do we even know what's coming up? But like nothing's what's being released. What's I don't even know what's out there. I will say this. Um, this is a foreign movie. My wife, like most people's wives, girlfriends, whatever, side pieces, whatever, she's a huge <laughs> she's a huge fan of uh, Fifty Shades, um, the whole Fifty Shades series. Uh-huh. And I don't know how she came across this, but apparently there was D and I. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, and we watched it. I want to say two days ago, and it was actually not not a bad of a movie. It was actually pretty good. Um, I'm not gonna say it was like you know you know. 10 out of 10 or anything, but it, it was definitely watchable. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say that movie, it, it got BDSM better than 50 shades of gray or whatever. Um, but you know, it, it was a cool little movie. I mean, it was uh, like we talked in this time. That, that's your, that's your, um, hold on. That's your, <laughs> that's your review. It, it got BDSM, right? <laughs> it got, it got it better. <laughs> I mean, I say it got it right, but it got it better. It got it um, better. You got it better. But, uh, you know, I, it was cool. Like, and I think everything that we have to do, and it, it's going to be so interesting, like how my mind switches back once we are back in theaters. Because right now, I'm judging everything through the lens of we really don't have shit else to do, right? I, and and that's why when like movies are disappointing now, it, it you should know how bad they are because we don't have anything else being released. So it's exactly. crazy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, we'll it's definitely a weird time. Yeah, we'll see what's coming up. If you guys have any retro reviews, I know we've talked about with the sequel coming out, doing the actual full review of Train to Busan, which is one of both of our, one of our favorite movies. So I wouldn't mind throwing that in there. Another retro. Um, I wouldn't mind fucking doing some Karate Kid movies, honestly, bro. Bro, you, from the time you said that last, as a matter of fact, what, can we just make it official? Can we just do Karate Kid next? All right, next, next week. Next week's episode, we will do Karate Kid. Matter of fact, fuck it. Let's just make it. A series. We'll do Karate Kids one, two, and three the next three weeks. Yo, you just oh, bro, I'm ready to record right now. And then, and then we'll do an over uh, over thing of uh, because season three of of Cobra Kai hasn't come out yet, right? It has not come out yet. They didn't give a date because shit is all fucked up. All right, right cool. Now, so, so then we'll do the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. So our next four weeks, the next month, we got Karate Kid one, Karate Kid two, Karate Kid three, and then we'll do Cobra Kai seasons one and two. We've made it official. There you go. Yo. Justice for Johnny, baby. <laughs> well, there you have it. That is it, JB. Go ahead and give them your social media so we can get the hell up out of here. I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. Of course, I can be reached on Facebook, Javid Bashrula. And that's all from me. All right. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the film bros of the film frequency at gmo.com. And then lastly, Join our Facebook discussion group, which is the Film Frequency on Facebook, where we discuss movies, TV, and everything in between. So that is it for this week. 
Go ahead, JB. Uh, what I was going to say was what we're going to do is we'll put something up on the Facebook group and uh, we're going to start asking everybody their favorite um, moments of the whole Karate Kid sequel, um, favorite you know lines, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll, throughout the series, we'll share some of that. There you go. There you have it. So that's it for JB. I'm Hayes and we're out this bitch. Peace. Peace.